This is Save Cell Chanel, episode number 17. It's April 28th. This is the last Sunday in April. I can't believe this year is going by so quickly. And I'm really excited too because next month I go to Chicago. It's exactly 18 days until my trip to Chicago to see my family. If you're new to this podcast and it's the first time listening to my podcast, this is a raw, unedited, uncut audio diary that I... It's a podcast that I share with you, my thoughts on the different ways I save and sell every single day. And it's a weekly recap of what I did the week before. And hold on. Sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry, guys. Uh, my husband just like walked in here. No big deal. Um, so yeah, it's a raw, unedited audio diary of what I did the week prior. And it's different tips that... I share with you on how I save and sell and any other tips of um, what I do here in San Antonio, Texas. So um, it's also a way for me to keep myself accountable to achieve the different goals that I have going on. One of the big ones is my debt-free journey. At the base of that, I'm trying to knock out my student loan debt, my credit card debt, but other life um, life happens and unexpected expenses happen. So my current thing that I'm trying to address in my debt-free journey is trying to knock out there were a couple things I had to knock out I think this is going into my fifth week of my debt-free journey Uh, I started off with having to pay for medical bills fix my car Chicago trip my plane ticket to Chicago home repairs and then I did my taxes and I owe this year but luckily my husband let me borrow some money from him but obviously I need to pay that back there are other things that I need to do right now and um, I'll go into detail in regards to that uh, towards the middle of this podcast but I do want to start my podcast by discussing my saving portion of the podcast Uh, unfortunately last week I didn't really stick to my plan and I took two days off and if you've been following my podcast for quite some time I currently do not have any sick days or vacation days at my day job so the last two i took two days off of work last week just to take care of my mental health um i just really needed time to myself to um sort out some some personal stuff so um sometimes you have to do it i like you know i i do a lot of things not only do i have a day job but i have other personal stuff going on with my family and then i do a youtube channel and then i have this podcast and i sell on four platforms two ebay stores sell on poshmark depop mercari and i do this podcast every single weekend but in the meantime um there's just a lot of things going on career-wise too that i'm sorting out and i um i'm still 30 years old but i'm trying to plan out things you know when they tell you at a job interview what are you plans for five years and what are your plans for 10 years I when I turned 30 I made a plan to be at a certain point by the time I'm 40 so every single day I'm constantly working towards those goals and I'm I also work in construction so as a young female in the construction industry there are a lot of other I guess obstacles you have to go through and I'm you know I'm for the generations that went before me that really opened those doors for me I'm really grateful because you know 20 30 40 years ago if you said that if you were a woman and you were in construction and you weren't you were 
um, in sales and training other people to um, and training your male counterparts, they'd have said you're crazy. But uh, it's 2019, and I'm glad that there have been strides to let me be where I am today. And the path that I'm I'm currently on is definitely not something that I planned. And anytime you plan something in your life, um, it may not go the way you intended it to, but you just have to go with the flow and see how far uh, your your life's journey takes you. So that's what's going on with me personally. Um, I can't really tell you too much of the future plans that are going on in terms of my career, um, but I do want to say that I'm thankful for you guys to su who support me every single week to see that if I'm still on track for my debt-free journey or how is my reselling stuff going. So I really appreciate you guys too for being my support system. Um, I didn't take very much surveys. I am though almost at $60 on quick thoughts and $30 on inbox dollars. So I'm slowly but surely using these apps to my advantage to get some more extra money. I didn't really take um, that much time with Swagbucks or Shopkick last week. I just kind of took it easy, honestly. Um, so let's see. Let's talk about selling. In terms of selling, I sold one item on Depop. I didn't really share my Poshmark closet as much as I wanted to, and I didn't really list anything new net last week. Last week, I just really focused on alone time of not constantly grinding. I just needed some, some mental health time, so I'm happy about that. Um, and I listed two videos last week. The one was for Earth Day, five tips on how I, I tell you guys how I try to save money, which is includes recycling boxes and packaging material, finding someone who owns a business or a friend that has all these extra boxes and packaging material, reusing those for your e-commerce business. And I shared a lot of tips on the impact that the changes that we can make, um, on a day-to-day -day basis so I'm pulling up the information here if you don't follow me on YouTube at Save Cell Chanel I'm just gonna go and talk about that quickly because I really think it's important um, I don't care what state you're in in terms of you know environmental friendliness I think I feel like in terms of saving time money energy to create brand new social impacts or environmental impact it's really important so I'm trying to find that information right now one second hold on I'm gonna have to find it on my I'm gonna have to find it on my I'm gonna find it on my laptop real quick let's see here Sorry guys, thank you for waiting. I am trying to pull it up. Um, let's see where it is. Some important stats that I really like. Um, Still trying to pull up the information. Okay. 
I didn't put it in my photo. Oh yeah, I put it on Instagram. Okay, sorry about that. Alright, pulling it up now. Okay, so I talked about five tips to grow green. And um, the first one is to go and make sure you're using glassware instead of plastic. And it says here, Americans consume 8.6 billion gallons of bottled water annually one times 97 trillion or um sorry we consume 53 billion gallons globally for every 12 ounces of water bottle 36 ounces are consumed 40 percent of all bottled water comes from the tap and zero percent has to adhere to government standards for clean water each year 17 million barrels of oil are used to produce bottled water that's 340 million gallons of gasoline only one in five bottles are recycled. The other four contribute to the three billion pounds of plastic water bottles added to landfills each year. So I was talking about how even though you may have a recycling program in your city, I know a lot of people don't. So by reducing your reliance on plastic or single use plastic, it will help reduce the amount of gasoline we use to create this plastic. A lot of people don't think that the oil and gas it coincides with creation of water bottles, but they do. Um, the other thing that I told people was to bring your own mug when you go to a coffee shop. Um, it says here that bring your own coffee cup. 16 billion paper cups are used in America each year. And only 1.5% 1. 1. of drinks served at Starbucks are reusable. If every customer used a reusable tumbler, we could save 4.4 billion gallons, 1.8 million pounds, and 2.5 million pounds of CO2. So the more carbon dioxide that would be emitted if the entire population of San Francisco got in their cars and drove to New York and it's enough water to supply all of Los Angeles for eight days. So that's why I recommend bringing some sort of tumbler when you are going to these different coffee shops. It will help significantly reduce. You don't think about it, especially when people love to take selfies with their wonderful Starbucks cups, but it does make an impact. The one that I definitely love the most is going to be used clothes and shoes matter. Every person in the U.S. throws about 70 pounds of, re of usable textiles each year. Uh, that 70 pounds of discarded textiles nearly 100% are recyclable or still wearable. Which means 3 trillion pounds of usable clothing, shoes, linens, and other textiles are sent to landfills instead of being recycled or donated for use. Clothing and textiles account for 5.2% 5 5 of the waste in the landfills, which is exactly 5.2% way too much. And lastly, cardboard boxes. They're what is recycled the most, but keep in mind that um, recycling cardboard boxes saves over nine cubic yards of landfill space, 700 gallons of water and this is a recycling one ton of cardboard boxes and 46 gallons of oil once again oil is used to create cardboard boxes so by recycling you are helping save the environment the time the money the effort to create a brand new box it, i definitely recommend 
trying to reuse your boxes like I currently do. I try to reuse boxes, cardboard boxes from my sales from, uh, especially when I'm selling on Poshmark, I use my boxes from Amazon and I'll sell them to ship things on Poshmark item. I mean, we definitely need to learn to recycle. And I know people try to have boxes from the priority mailboxes from USPS because they're free. And they have nice, cute little Instagram photos, but we should do really do what we can to help reduce our carbon footprint. So that's enough of the saving portion of this podcast in terms of being environmentally friendly. I just wanted to share with you some of those snippets because I think it's important to do the little steps that we can to help reduce that amount of space that our waste is taking up. So whatever your thoughts are on the environment, I don't care. It's mostly uh, about saving time, which is po- this podcast and my mission is to save time, money, and the environment because we are running out of space and we need to be more mindful of our how we dispose of our waste. So that's enough of that. that. Um, so in terms of my healthy wage, I'm finally getting back on track. I have not been to the gym. I went to the gym for the first time yesterday in the in three weeks. I have not been to the gym. I've been in doing a lot of training new people at my day job and still having to do some of my responsibilities. So that's what you have to do, especially when you're quote unquote adulting. That's part of life. Um, but now I'm getting back on track for my gym stuff. But I'm kind of like disappointed because my stamina is not where it used to be when I stopped going to the gym so I have to get back on track especially if I'm going to my trip next month so um I still need to buy that healthy or some like Fitbit watch on Amazon so that I can start tracking I say that every week I still haven't done it because I really want to record how the whole process of redeeming a quick thoughts item getting the item in the mail and doing a review with that so I currently have way too much video i'm really behind on editing i um have to edit two weeks worth of debt-free journey information i have an easter haul that i because last weekend i took advantage of the huge easter sales that were going on 75 percent off at thrift city um 50 off at thrift town and i had a coupon that i had to redeem so i got a lot of good items for myself and i shared the prices in that youtube video that i still have to edit um, and I went to Thrift Town again last, actually yesterday, because it was 60% off pink tag and I had a $10 off of $20 coupon. So I took advantage of that and the cus- uh, the lady at the register told me that I do have another coupon that is good for their upcoming sale, which is going to be a three color sale. And um, in May, I think for the Cinco de Mayo, it's going to be 50% off off clothing, which is really good. Um, so yes, if much, as much as possible, I highly recommend choosing used clothing, thrifting as much as possible, and instead of buying new items. Um, finally, oh yes, so I'm going to end the podcast on two notes. My first note is going to be discussing my thoughts on the first Posh and Sip that I went to last Thursday. I went to a free Posh and Sip event in San Antonio. And then I'm going to end the podcast by discussing my thoughts on quote unquote summer slowdowns or spring slowdowns. So let me go ahead and start talking about the Posh and Sip event that I went to on Thursday. So the Posh and Sip event was 
Um, and this is why it's really key to network with people, whether or not you're on social media. And that's why I really appreciate Instagram and Facebook for the ability to create a community of like-minded people. So last Thursday, I went to Mars Pizza and the event was free. Uh, it was a very limited seating. It was supposed to be 35 people. And I'm really glad that I went because <clears throat> only nine or 12 people out of the 35 actually came to the event. And I feel like a lot of people didn't show up. One, because the Spurs were playing. Two, people didn't want to drive across town. And three, when people aren't spending money on an event and life happens or people don't take it as seriously, especially if they don't have money on the line. So those are just my thoughts on that. But overall, I definitely want, I understand why people keep going to Posh and Sips. And it's, I see it all over Instagram and Posh and Sips is kind of, if you were to look at the, like a bigger scale, like Posh Fest is the biggest event that Poshmark holds. But to stay relevant throughout the year and to build a community of like-minded people, like-minded sellers, they'll help, um, help support or fund different posh and sips so people can build their local communities. And it's really great advertising, especially through social media. So that's why if you reach out to Poshmark, they'll go ahead and give you a kit of different items, different swag that you can use for goodie bags, especially to give to the people going to your event. So I was really happy that I was able to finally get some actual Poshmark swag. As you know, I already have like Posh Boss or a couple t-shirts like that, but I haven't had any actual swag like stickers, pens, or anything like that that have Poshmark on it. So I'm seriously happy that I finally got something, got some stickers, because I'm super excited. You know me, I'm really addicted to selling on Poshmark. So I'm really happy about that. I would say that... Um, by having less people go to the Posh and Sip, it was more of an intimate setting and I really appreciated it because we were all able to talk about our different experience experiences, talk um, selling on Poshmark and just really comparing why selling on Poshmark is much better in terms of the clothing in term compared to other platforms and how much easier it is, especially if you are a new seller to sell on that platform. So that was a really good experience and I will definitely do that again. And we were joking that we're going to do like a thrift or a source and ship kind of a kind of an event with like a party bus because it was nice. I was able to meet more people and to meet some people that are in our San Antonio Poshmark group in, in person. So I'm really happy about that. Um, I do want to mention moving on to the last portion of this. Um, oh, actually, I forgot to mention there if you are in San Antonio, there is another posh it, or there's another posh and sip that is going to happen in May. It's May 15th. That's actually going to be the day before I go to Chicago. So I'll leave work early. I didn't think I was going to be able to go because I had to leave work early. But the tickets with tax, it's 1237. If you go to Eventbrite and go to Poshmark or Poshmark Posh and Sips and San Antonio Posh and Sips, something like that. So definitely, definitely uh, apply to that. It's going to be at another restaurant. So I'm really excited about trying another restaurant and exploring more of San Antonio and meeting more people who are Poshmark sellers. So I'm really excited and I hope to see you there. Lastly, I do want to mention in terms of the current state of 
reselling or selling online or e-commerce so a lot of people have been concerned about like why is it slower than usual and whatnot this happens every single year depending on where you are in the country there is something called quote unquote summer slowdown and it happens a lot and i said this in my previous podcast it happens a lot starting around graduation time all the way could be even till august so it just really depends on the year and kind of the cycles that are going on now i mentioned before on my previous podcast and some of my videos that in terms of tax season this year was a little different because a lot of people including myself did not get money back this year or did not either they owed or they had to they didn't get as much money as they're normally accustomed to so that disposable income that they're used to getting every single year wasn't there so most people are now on the opposite end of trying to sell items whether it be on ebay whether it be on poshmark whether it be on depop or mercari and any other platforms that are available because a lot of people were really hoping to get that disposable income and to you know for their next trip for graduation or anything that they wanted to do pay some bills down so that is one of the factors that impacts the on the buyer side whether or not there are enough buyers to um, buy all of the supply that we have on the e-commerce platforms. The other thing that you have to keep in mind, especially for right now, that those seasons are all over the place. For example, it snowed in Chicago, like a couple, actually yesterday it snowed. It was 35 degrees and snowing, I think it was a Friday or Saturday. So it's still winter somewhere, even though our some people's closets, they try to be more seasonal. So if you are trying to sell just spring or summer clothing to be a season ahead, I wouldn't recommend completely doing that because other parts of the country, it's still snowing, it's still cold. So I always recommend, especially if you're a clothing seller, to always diversify as much as possible. Don't put yourself in a corner. Just list all the items that you have. It doesn't matter what season it is, whether it's winter, whether it's summer, whether it's vacation. Just diversify as much as possible because you don't know, like people start getting to very niche items that they are looking for. And um, especially when it comes to vacation wear. So how some of the ways that I try to combat like quote unquote summer slowdown, and you probably won't see it very much on Poshmark because that is the e-commerce platform that I share with you guys. Some of the things that I do sell to combat summer slowdown is going to be more like vacation, house goods, home goods, um, skincare, and um, let's see what else, and like games, stuff for the house that once the kids get off of school, like the parents have something to entertain the kids. And I also, so a lot of that is not going to be on Poshmark because it's going to be more of a clothing based platform. So I don't share any of that information. Plus I don't want to have that kind of market or the specifics to be shown and kind of shoot myself in the foot. So I don't share that information. Um, that's the same with the reason why I don't share how much I buy, pay for things just because I think that's private information and, um, I'll share in terms of like what I'll spend for my own personal stuff. That's totally fine. But in terms of how much I spent on my inventory, I usually keep that private. And also in terms of reselling, I definitely recommend to sell on eBay. I know a lot of people don't like eBay for a lot of reasons. Um, it's kind of challenging, especially if you're a newer seller, but it has been my saving grace during summer slowdown because of the global shipping program. 
And if you are not unaware of what of the global shipping program is, the global shipping pro program, also known as GSP. So what happens is that someone, in my recent examples, I sold a pair of shoes to Canada. So through the global shipping program. So what happens is that I ship the customer on their end. They see the total amount that it's going to cost to ship through eBay from the United States to Canada. And they pay that set amount. Now, whatever that amount is, I have no idea what that is. The only thing that I see on my end for payment for shipping is the cost to ship it from my home or my place of business and to ship it to one of the global shipping centers. The ones that I get the most or ship to the most is going to be in Kentucky. There is a global shipping program warehouse there. The item gets sorted and either they'll look through the package or they'll repackage it to make sure it's perfectly fine in terms of how it needs to be shipped internationally. They'll deal with all of the customs forms, all of the information that's needed to ship the information to the the, design, the final country. So all of that complicated things, custom forms, cost to ship over, tracking information, it all goes through the global shipping program. And if you haven't sold internationally on your own, without using the global shipping program i'm letting you know i have done it myself i usually use the global ship i don't use the global shipping program but depending on the price to ship somewhere i will just use especially for canada i'll just use a padded flat rate envelope because it is the cheapest way i have found to ship to canada and it's so much cheaper than using the global shipping program and it prevents you from having to like wait for it to go through the warehouse get sorted out and then ship so that if the customer needs it right away just use the padded envelope it goes through usps directly and then it goes it gets to the customer faster that is my personal experience for shipping to canada so i don't know if you have your own personal experience definitely leave it in the comment section down below and i definitely recommend diversifying your sales i know it's really scary for a lot of people to to um sell internationally it, there's a lot of um problems with that a lot of people are afraid of scams and whatnot but depending on where it is in the world i usually just go through the global shipping program so i don't have to deal with it um i also enjoy the fact that um, in the upcoming weeks, I'm really going to grind it out a little bit more because my Chicago trip is actually 18 days away. So I definitely need to focus. There's just, I feel, I'm starting to feel really overwhelmed because I really want to spend time doing what I enjoy doing, which is creating content, whether it's editing YouTube videos or posting things online for e-commerce. Those are things that make me really happy. And I've been really behind because I had to work those long days at my job and then come home and then find the time to do what i need to do um so there's just a lot of things going on but thank you guys so much for bearing with me and you know following my journey i really appreciate all of you and um i will get through all of this debt it just starts to feel overwhelming and that's why i do these podcasts to just kind of get it off my chest to show that it's not rainbows it's not unicorns some of this is just part of life you just have to find ways to get to the next step and it can get really frustrating and i'm just really glad that they finished doing the how the home repairs this week so i'm really happy about that that's one less stress that's been 
that was a huge stress that was just a cloud just following me but i'm glad that that's finished that i could put my bed back to where it needed to be and then i could sleep like a normal person because late because we had to move our bed in a weird place so that people could like do work and stuff so yeah on top of working like really long days coming home and then not not having like good sleep for like probably four or five hours a day for three weeks it will really get to you and pretty much like this weekend or this past week i finally kind of needed a break just some time to myself to just think and not have all this stuff going on so i'm glad that life is finally getting back to normal and i'm really happy about that so going into next week i'm just i'm not gonna push myself too much i'm gonna see what i can do in terms of finally listing i have so many drafts that are um put together on my ebay oh i do want to mention one thing so i did have an auction on ebay I, this is why i don't do auctions very much on ebay um it's because i finally had an auction someone bid on it and then they immediately after they won the auction they immediately like messaged me and say that oh um i didn't think i was gonna win can you cancel this so of course I get frustrated, right? Because it's like, why are you bidding up an auction? And those were my biggest frustrations where people just bid up auctions just to be annoying. So I had to re-list my auction again and I knew there was like multiple people bidding on it. So um, hopefully it sells tomorrow. Um, we'll see what happens. But that's just one of my uh, things that really upsets me, especially on doing auctions on ebay um i don't do them as much as before because i feel like a lot of people want instant gratification they don't have time to wait for like a five day or a seven day auction and even now like i only do auctions for three days and it's within a certain time frame just because most people their lives are super super busy and they don't get the chance or they don't have the time to like bid like be on their phone at the exact moment those exact seconds to bid on certain something so my methodology for auctions has kind of shifted from what I used to do, which is do auctions more, and there'd be a lot more hype. I would start them at like $4 or something, and it would grow and eventually be at least $40, $100, $150, but now like, I feel like the hype isn't where it used to be in terms of selling or using the auctions auction function on eBay. It's all really, really depends on the item that you're selling if it, how rare it is how how niche is it and what the demand is like so those are my thoughts in terms of using ebay auctions oh i also wanted to mention that i know a lot of people i've been seeing it on social media in terms of ebay and poshmark constantly telling sellers hey make sure you're using make an offer um make sure you're using closet clear out offers to likers offers to seller you know all these things um offers to likers doing anything to like make the sale and i know in terms of the seller side like it's frustrating because people are like well we're going to start getting to the race to the bottom so because um people are like well you're constantly pretty much trying to have me run a sale run a sale run a sale but let's take a step back and realize that ebay and poshmark mercari they're all businesses too they do have employees and they rely on us as sellers to make sales they do work on the commission of us having sales now if they are not getting a set amount of money coming in every single day every single week every single month 
then obviously it starts putting a strain on their finances and how they run their company and future investments so that's why they really start to push all of us sellers to make sales especially during this time when it is summer slowdown so that's why a lot of people especially on ebay start using promoted listings start trying to do coupons start running sales in their store ebay stores so that at least people are starting to generate some revenue now the biggest thing that in terms of when you're doing stuff like that and training the customer especially on poshmark which they started this a long time ago where they're constantly doing that make a deal days making offers incentivizing the sellers to constantly just run sales of course you're you're training your customer throughout the entire platform to just wait so obviously if you're not going to play by poshmark's attempt to create sales by increasing your price like a ridiculously high like my prices are crazy crazy high and i do that for a reason because if i do want to make a sale or something it's still my profit is still within a, a range of where that i'm comfortable with so for all of these platforms we always have to keep in mind if you are on the seller side we are using someone else's platform and i understand without sellers they wouldn't have any income coming in but you also have to keep in mind especially for people like ebay where they are have shares they have stockholders that hold them accountable for their sales and if they're competing with amazon they have to do what they can whether it's doing coupons running promotions getting these people to list not come back to list on their platform they have to do what they can to get those get that income stream coming back through our sales so keep that in mind the same thing on poshmark keep in mind that is 20 percent that they take from us and it's really important especially going into the future where they are trying to do a um a, an ipo um so if they're trying to start getting people to get stock in the company they're trying to prove that um what what the that they're not a joke they're just not a, a fly by night um so for them to start creating initial public offering for poshmark it shows that they're not just some random startup app now especially with them having celebrities like serena williams and all of these collaborations like rachel ray so many collaborations going on that you have to keep in mind it may not always be they're trying to balance being beneficial to the sellers to the buyers and still growing to the point where they can actually have an ipo so that's just a part of doing business and there are a lot you have to constantly i know especially when you're a seller you're like freaking out i'm not making money i'm not making any sales like something's wrong with this it's broken like they're throttling me what is going on no it is a seasonal thing throughout the year and I know you're going to see all of these people with all these posh packages, eBay stacks, like whatever. It's because they have thousands and thousands and thousands of items listed. It's all about listing. It's all about a percentage. So if you're in the thousands of listed active items, then of course you're going to make a sale because it's going to be in terms of a percentage wise, in terms of probability, of course, the more you list, the more you sell. But if you have like a hundred items, not even 200 items, of course, it's going to be harder to sell because your customer does not have very many items to choose from and so that's one of those things obviously i i'm still struggling to get even back to my initial 200 active items on poshmark 
I'm having to do all of this extra stuff and I usually start everything on eBay and then cross to po cross post to Poshmark, eBay, um, Depop and Mercari. So it's just a lot going on, but um, you just have to keep posting. Don't get discouraged because in the middle of the, in the summer season, people start to shop a lot more, especially before the school season starts. Like it gets crazy busy, especially for school supplies, backpacks, cool things. Like, yeah, you have, this is actually when it's slowing down, this is the perfect time to build your, your inventory so that when it comes to school season and then comes into Q4, you are good to go. So please do not freak out. Do not quit. Don't think this is like so time consuming and it's not worth your time. I mean, if you're getting things at the garage sales, especially now if you are living in warmer weather, there are so many garage sales in my San Antonio area this weekend. If you're in an area where there are a bunch of garage sales and you're getting stuff for like 25 cents to $5 a piece and then flipping it for a lot of money, I mean, that's a lot. That's, that's cheaper. I mean, you're making so much more money than trying to invest in a bank. So keep that in mind. It's, it's worth it. You have to make really savvy decisions in terms of making not creating your emotions or letting your emotions take over what you're buying and just take a step back and erase the emotional connection that you have with an item do the research see if it's worth buying and then make them buy the item so yes um i'm gonna end my rant here but i'm so grateful that i was able to create this podcast and get all of my thoughts off my chest because there's just so much going on especially in social media that i just wanted to share with you my rationale and like what to do when i know it gets crazy or like nothing's going on i usually have at least one sale a day five sales a day and now it's like dead that's totally normal it's all about diversifying your platforms if you don't know how to sell on ebay there are so many people on youtube that sell on um who have all of these different ebay um videos rally roots is honestly they are pretty much the best ones that i like using on how to sell on ebay i also like using lindy glenn too i watch all of the different resellers and whatnot but in terms of being articulate and giving the information you need to be successful those are the ones i really love the most and yeah so i'm gonna leave this podcast here I hope that you will, like I say every single week, I hope that you have a wonderful week and that you find different ways to save and sell one day at a time.